From the director of Gomorrah comes Dogman, a sly crime thriller that won the Best Actor Award at the 2018 Cannes Film Festival. The Guardian calls it a movie with an incomparable bite and strength. Opens Friday, April 12th in New York and Los Angeles. Society of Lincoln Center, you're listening to The Close-Up. Following his knockout debut, Kaili Blues, writer-director B. Gunn returns with Long Day's Journey Into Night, a noir-tinged film about a solitary man haunted by loss and regret, told in two parts. The first, an achronological detective story. The second, a nocturnal dream. The film premiered at last year's New York Film Festival, and it begins its official theatrical run this weekend. Following its premiere at NYFF, the director joined us for a Q&A. Let's go to that now. Uh, please welcome back uh, Bigan and Huang Zhui, and Vincent Cheng is going to help us with translation. So um, I'm going to just start with a question for, uh, for Bigan. Um, could you tell us at what point you decided that 3D would be part of this film? Was that something that was an idea at the very beginning, or did that emerge as you were working on the script? In the beginning, before I actually wrote the script, I already had that uh, idea of making a part of the movie with 3D. Okay, I'll follow up um, on that, because uh, I think what's interesting, I should say, and people haven't seen um, Began's previous film, Kylie Blues, it also has a very long uh, tracking shot, which is, I think, 41 minutes. This one is over an hour. Um, and I think what's really striking in both films, and maybe especially in this one, is that you use, um, I think, two devices, the long take and 3D, that um, are often associated with um, realism. They often seem like kind of techniques to make cinema more real, um, but you use them um, to make a more dreamlike experience. So uh, I'm, I'm just curious about that, and if you can talk a little bit about your idea of why you wanted to use 3D, and also why you wanted to make an even longer take in this film. Uh, so uh, in Kylie Booth, I didn't really count how long that take was because to me, the length of the take is not that significant. So uh, the reasons for the 3D elements actually are many folds. And I'm going to share with you some, I guess, more humorous ones. And uh, one of which is that the main lead, as, uh, as you seeing here, Huang Jue, uh, he was gaining quite a bit weight at the time. So I thought that maybe using 3D is going to slim him down a little bit. <laughs> and the second reason is because I do think that uh, because of advance of technology, a lot of people, they are not watching films either uh, streaming online or they're watching on their uh, cell phones or uh, mobile phones or smartphones. So I do think that there's certain movie movie magic somehow disappeared as a result of using this type of uh, devices. So I really think that if we can fall in love again or go back to the first time we fall in love watching that train 
running towards you in the cinema, collectively sitting there watching in synchronization. And that is the, uh, the experience that I want to somehow encourage people to have, uh, to make a 3D film so that you are forced to actually sit here to watch this together collectively and enjoy the magic of film. Uh, but to me, I think that uh, it's because uh, he wants to have a better ticket sale because it's more expensive <laughs> to watch a 3D film. So I do think that uh, the number one reason, the serious one, is because using 3D, you can really increase the depth of field uh, with that particular uh, device and that particular format. And the other reason is also that it will be very, very character driven, that you will be drawn to the main narratives without paying too much attention of the space or the, uh, the surroundings or the context. So I do think that those are the two main, main reasons why I use this uh, as uh, one of the elements. So I do think that this is nothing new in terms of using 3D. You know, if you look back on the histories, uh, people already used this type of 3D technology in the 1950s, and people used that 3D glasses um, sort of sporadically uh, at a certain moments of the film. So I do think that it's actually quite retro for us to actually include this particular element into my film. And to me, it's very much about memories. And just the same way that you close your eyes trying to remember something, reminisce about something, it almost as if that you are uh, conjuring up this fake three-dimensional uh, memories that um, to me, that's exactly what I want to capture with this particular film, and especially the second part of the film with 3D. Um, could you tell us a bit about how the, the long shot was developed and also a little bit about this location? I think, um, again, you are shooting in, I think, your, your native um, region, your native province, um, but I'm wondering if was this a location you knew before you conceived of the shot? And did you use the device, the camera choreography, in response to the geography of the place? Or were there specific things you wanted to do, you know, and then you look for a place that would allow you to do that? So, to me, uh, I, when I made the film Cali Blues, I already shot this particular long take. Uh, at this particular location. I do think that there are certain things I would still want to capture, and I didn't have the chance to do that with Kylie Blues. And I really think that uh, it's not just the one that you can see from Kylie Blues, and there are other things in the vicinity of two to three kilometers that I really want to uh, use a film that can really pay its respect to this particular place and give it justice. So I decided to uh, focus on this particular location and its vicinity. And this used to be uh, a mine shaft or a mine, mine, mining factories for, uh, during the Soviet Union time. And it was long abandoned and afterwards turned into a prison. And that prison was also abandoned. And now it's just this ruins and uh, dilapidated um, uh, ruin that I found amazing and attractive that I really want to make a film about it. Um, I'd like to hear you, you, both of you actually talk about the, um, the preparation and the execution of this shot. And you talk about just the, the process of rehearsing it and working with actors and your cinematographer. How many times did you 
rehearsed? How many times did you actually shoot? And you know, which um, I know that you actually worked with several cinematographers on on, on this film too. 那想两位都回答这个问题，就是这个整个的准备的过程。So uh, we tried it twice, and in terms of the two shooting days, and the first time we did three long takes, and the second day or second times we did five long takes, and that's the actual execution of this particular one-hour sequence. Whereas the the preparations actually take month before we actually could uh, put. Everything together, and then、uh, went on with the the long takes that are the twice three plus five long takes that we did, and the rehearsal process actually took ten days for us to actually rehearse everything before we went on with the、uh, with the long takes, and at the end is the the last two long takes on the second production day. Actually, we fin managed to finish everything that we're supposed to do. And that's、uh, one of them is the one that you saw on the screen tonight. So since Huang Jie is the one who actually knows the ins and outs of this particular long takes, and he actually is the most knowledgeable about where someone should be there and when, and therefore in terms of this whole. Uh, my teams of、uh, assistant directors and、uh, other crew members—they really need to take cues from Huang Jie because he knows everything. So I think he learned a lot from me. So he definitely learned a lot、uh, in terms of mesanceng and this whole coordination and choreography of all these various movements. And that's the reason why it's very difficult for me to. Be part of other films because、uh, this is such an interesting experience I had. Cinema Made in Italy and Magnolia Pictures present Dogman, a sly crime thriller from the award-winning director of Gomorrah, winner of the Best Actor awards at the 2018 Cannes Film Festival and the European Film Awards. Dogman tells the story of vengeance in which only the strong survive. Winner of nine David Di Donatello awards, including Best Picture, Director, Screenplay, and Actor, The Guardian calls Dogman a movie with incomparable bite and strength. Opens Friday, April twelfth, in New York and Los Angeles. I think I think what's really interesting about the long take is is not just that there's this extreme precision in in planning and choreography, but you've introduced like quite a lot of、um, element of of chance and kind of randomness, and you have you have the ping pong match. You have the pool hall scene where they have to, you know, shoot the ball, but <laughs> land the, land the ball, and also you have the wild horse, and like so. I feel like you've introduced all these ele like elements of、uh, unpredictability into what is otherwise a very choreographed、um, shot. So can you talk about the why you wanted to do that? Now, in this kind of long take, there are many elements. Because、uh, one of our cinematographers uh, is uh, David Chichelet, and he is a director for Mustang, and therefore we definitely need to have a wild horse in my film. <laughs> so I am a, 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 someone from a small town who is very, very much into PE and sort of physical and. Athletic activities. 对我下飞机第一件事情是查那个纽约尼克斯的票。So the first time,、uh, I'm saying the first thing I actually landed here in New York is to check out tickets for Knicks game. 
，然后我觉得很多体育的运动在这个长镜头里面会让我觉得更感兴趣一点。So to me,、uh, it's one way to make this particular long take and sequence even more interesting by including certain athletic activities and movements and scenarios. In terms of the the pool table scene,、uh, I, I do think that this is. An element I thought that will give elegance to this particular film by having characters actually revolving around that particular、uh, location and also that particular activities, and I do think that uh, uh, the the cinematographer was a little bit、uh, stressed out by it or very anxious about this particular scene, and I think maybe because he doesn't play. Uh, pools, and that's why he didn't really know how to focus. And I just tell, I told him that all you have to do is focus on the white ball. That's all you need to do. 然后黄觉前面的那段打乒乓球。So、uh, in terms of the table tennis scenes, and、uh, I really put a lot of pressure on my actors. And you will see Huang Jue, and the other one is actually Bigan's brother. Uh, in the film, is actually blood brother, well, half brothers of、uh, Bigan. So between these two characters, that、uh, I keep telling them that this is the first part of that long take. I'm going to do it again and again and again until I get it right. So you better actually、um, do it well. And not only that,、uh, the brother, Bigan's brother, actually, it's really bad at playing table tennis, and the the, the plot require him to win the game, so it definitely takes a long time,、uh, including bribe that I have to provide、um, to give my brother in order for him to actually make an efforts to practice, practice, and then eventually won that particular table tennis game for this particular long take. 然后拍拍完那条，我弟弟就把那两百块钱还给我了。他说：“你拍电影挺不容易的，不好意思。” And after we finished this particular long take, my brother actually returned that two hundred renminbi to me because he said that this is such a hard work what you're doing. You need to keep this.、Um, I'm just going to ask one more before we take a, a couple of audience questions.、Um, we've been talking a lot about the second half of the film, but、um, I wanted you to say a bit about the first half as well, which obviously has a very different form.、Um, it's very fragmentary.、Um, it jumps back and forth in time,、um, and it's really kind of the opposite in terms of the, the language of the film.、Um, and I'm wondering if that was as planned. Was that very close to the script, or did that? Was that something that you played around with in in the editing, given how fluid the sense of time is?、Mm-hmm. So the concept and the structure of having the first part as very fragmented, very very fractured, and the second part is going to be this one long sweeping take. It's very much the design I already had in the beginning. And I think during the editing process, I just took a little more time for the first part to really cut it in such a way and edit in such a way that it will be cleaner.、Uh, even though it's very fragmented, it's very very fractured. I wanted at least to edit out things that might be、uh, make the narrative too complicated. And so,、uh, in order for me to really tell the story clearly and cleanly, and that's what I did. But the structure was there. In the beginning, so since we actually shot quite a bit in terms of the first part, and we edit down so much so that we still have a lot we can actually cut 
a, a complete feature film without actually get into the second part. So I think that uh, a lot of the crew members, towards the end, they would look at me as if that, why do we need the second part? Can we just not do that and then just keep the first one and cut that into a complete film? All right, um, it's late, but I think we have time for a couple of audience questions. Uh, do we have microphones? Yep, okay. Uh, so if you want to raise your hand, somebody with a mic will get to you. Fantastic film. I think it is the best film I've seen all year. Um, I wanted to ask you who and or what were your biggest inspirations for the film? So this, the 3D part, the female character, uh, her name is Kai Zhen, and Kai Zhen is actually my mom's name, honest to God. <laughs> so the question was, uh, can you tell us uh, how many apples exactly the character actually ate for that particular take? I, I lost count, and I think as a director, I didn't really count exactly how many apples the actor actually ate or how many times they cried for this particular scene. But one thing I know for sure I can tell you and share with you is that what you saw on the screen is the first apple he ate. So for the long take also, the apple-eating scenes from Huang Jue, uh, it's actually quite interesting just because that uh, Huang Jue, uh, because most of the prop uh, people, they pay more attention to the, the engineering, uh, that particular, the engineering side of that particular shot. So that usually they have very, very oily hands with gasolines, with other, uh, lubricants that they're using for the machineries, and they will then grab the apple and give it to Huang Jue. And therefore, every time when he ate that particular apple, it's written and it's covered with the, the grease and the gas, and that's why it was so natural for him to start crying for that particular scene. <laughs> 有点激动,不好意思。那个,这次写剧本的时候写诗了吗? So the question was that, uh, by the way, he was very excited about the film, and then uh, whether or not for this particular film, uh, poems also factor in, in terms of the process of making this particular film. So to me, they are one. So the way I write script is the same way I write poems, and I see they are the same thing. So to me, poems is even more precious gifts that you, uh, you show your honor, you show your respect, and you give that as a gift to another person. And for me, making this film, I do not really think about whether or not I need to incorporate a poems or poems into this particular film. To me, the film itself is, is poetry itself. Uh, I can sense that the friend sitting right next to you probably don't really like my answer. <laughs> All right, uh, last question, um, the bench at the back. 
呃，毕赣导演您好，我之前看过报道说您曾经考虑过使用 VR 技术来拍最后的这个一个小时的长镜头，呃呃，如果有这个打算的话，是什么让您最后最终放弃了用 VR 技术来呈现这一段？然后您觉得这个您之后的电影会采用 VR 技术吗？您觉得 VR 技术对于电影未来的这个呃手呃技法的探索会有什么新的方向 ？So many parts and. The question was that I oh, I was told or I heard from the report that you at first thought about shooting the 3D parts in VR format, and whether or not that is true, and for what reason you abandoned this particular idea to shoot the whole thing in VR,、uh, virtual reality, that is, and then、um, what do you think about the future of VR? Whether or not this is something in terms of the future of films making, and whether or not this is something that we should pursue. 首先，这个报道是假的。Fake news.、Uh, not even that. Particularly interesting making a 3D film. 只不过看 3D 这一技术沉睡了太多年了，呃，很很想跟他一起玩一下才做 3D. So I do think that we have been neglecting this concept called 3D viewing for a long, long time. That's why I mentioned that it's a very retro act of my、uh, the, the way I want to go back to where we were before, and that's why I take on 3D. 然后我并不排斥新的技术，但 VR。So I do think that、um, in terms of the new technology such as VR, I immediately associate that with gaming.、Uh, it's a game people play, and it's not the same experience as you put on a 3D glasses sitting together collectively in a theater watching something in synchronization. And to me, also one particular signature. Uh, or DNA of any filmmaking, it's two things.、Uh, there are two things. One is framing, and the other one is editing. And I don't think that、uh, VR actually、uh, can. You can do these two things in the VR context, and therefore, I'm not interested in making VR films. And I will.、Um, I choose intentionally not to pursue that. 嗯，就因为拍完了这个电影，好多 VR 的厂商都来找到我。And believe it or not, after this particular film become very popular, become、uh, getting a lot of exposures, a lot of VR companies now they are approaching me and wanting me to shoot a film using VR technology. And to me, it's just something that I don't understand and not interested in. All right,、um, we do have to wrap it up, but I want to thank Bigan and Hongjoy for being here. Vincent, thank you for your help. Thank you all. The close-up from the Film Society of Lincoln Center is produced by Michael Odemark. Our opening music is by Steelism. You can subscribe to the close-up on iTunes and Stitcher. The Film Society of Lincoln Center is a nonprofit arts organization based in New York City, supported by individuals just like you. Founded in 1969 to celebrate American and international cinema, the Film Society presents year-round programming recognizing established and emerging filmmakers, supporting important new work, and enhancing awareness, accessibility, and understanding of the moving image. To learn more about what we do and support the Film Society by becoming a member, visit filmlink.org. F-I-L-M-L-A-N-C.org. The Film Society of Lincoln Center. Film lives here.